morning be with you. Good morning and welcome to worship. My name is Caroline Camp. I use she, they pronouns. Oh, Lord, have mercy, Jesus. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. What, 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 what did we just see? What did we just see? i tell you what we just saw. We just saw something that is going on all over this world. It's called rebellion. It's called rebellion. Rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft, y'all. That's what the Word of God says. I'm coming at you right strong here. I'm right out the gate. I ain't playing on this podcast, on this YouTube episode the question is, are we in a state of rebellion? Are we in a state of revival? That's the question. Well, I'll tell you this. The Word of God tells us in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, let no one deceive you, verse 3, by any means, for that day will not come unless there's a great falling away first. Would you not agree that there's a great falling away? I mean, not just a falling away, a great falling away. We have seen the demonic realm expedited on a level that I don't remember ever seeing in my life. The devil's always been evil. The devil's always been horrendous and wanting to do tar- terrible things, to steal, to kill, and destroy. But he is empowered. What in the world? What in the world would make someone feel so empowered, ladies and gentlemen, that this would happen? I want us to listen to this. This is at Duke University. Some of you have seen this clip. Some of you may have not seen this clip. But during the time of that thing, uh, and so um, you'll see it because you'll notice all the things the things that are on their face. Uh, but li- listen to this. Let's go into that church service. Church Good service. morning, the holy and queer one be with you. Mm-hmm. Good morning. and They're repeating it back the holy and queer one be with you. They're talking about God. Welcome to worship. My name is Caroline Camp. Well, Caroline, it's good to see you, young lady. Oh, wait a minute. Do you have to clarify? I use she, they pronouns. Ah, Okay, she, they. So right now she's Caroline, but later on. She can be somebody else because she is she and she is they. And I'm ecstatic. Oh, she's ecstatic. This worship space so full and Mm -hmm. so vibrant. Full and vibrant. Thank you all for being here at the first ever Divinity Pride Mm. worship collaboration. Now listen to this. Would you please stand, step into this worship space and pray with me the words found in your bulletin and... Ladies and gentlemen, what you're about to hear, I want you to know, is rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. That's what I open with. I want to tell you again, this is witchcraft. This is rebellion against, not only against the Word of God, this is rebellion against creation. It's rebellion against nature. I'm going to show you in the Word of God in just a minute that it is absolutely prophesied that this generation would do this. I want you to listen to what she's going to lead this congregation in and how they are actually in a church building and they're going to recite these words to who they say are God. Listen to what they say about God. On the screen. 
Strange one. Fabulous one. Strange fluid and fabulous. Fluid and ever becoming one. He's strange, he's fabulous, and he's fluid. Do not allow us to make our ideas of you into an idol. You're about to be blown you away. You are as close to us as our own breath. Here it comes. And yet... Your essence transcends right, all is. that we can imagine. Listen. You are drag queen and trans man and gender fluid. God, you are drag queen, trans man, and gender fluid. What? What? God, you are trans man, you are gender fluid. Oh my goodness. What? No. Listen to this one. This is what I should get. This is a church, y'all. This is a church. What's this? This is this is witchcraft. I want you to notice something. Don't don't let your eyes go to the drag queens. Don't let the drag queens be the predominant thing that disturbs you in this picture because that's the distraction. That's what the enemy's trying to do to distract you to just think about the drag queens. The reality is this. What you need to see is who is following the drag queen. You need to see. Look, look, look. look. Look who's all through the church pews. Look at the baby. Look at the parents. What's wrong with these people? Look. So, so, ladies and gentlemen, look at the picture. What is the agenda? The agenda is not the adults. I thought this was adult entertainment. I thought, you, you know, as a grown, consenting adult, you can do anything you want to. Well, you can in the United States of America. They're not addressing the adults. They're, this is a microcosm of what is happening all around us while we sit back as a church and just become weaker and more anemic. And look what they've done. Look where they, they are. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Watch this. Listen to me. Where are they right now? They're not just in a church, ladies and gentlemen. They are in the altar of that church. A place where generations, you can see that building's an old building. For generations, people came to that altar and prayed to God, repented of their sins to God. And now, look what the altar has been turned into. Oh, they're preaching a message of love. Listen, listen. The drag queen, love. That's insane to me, y'all, that the altar has been given. The altar has been given to drag queens to draw the children down to the altar and impart their message. Romans 126, for this reason, God gave them up to vile passions for even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burning their lust one for another men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was due. Mm. Wow. I'm, I'm talking right now. You, you just, you just, you just basically, you just got to know that the devil is working overtime right now. But here's the flip side. Here's the flip side. the The question was, are we just full? Of, is it nothing? Is there any hope? Is it just so much rebellion? There's no hope. 
And I don't believe that because I believe the same Bible that I just read to you that said there's a falling away, and there's no doubt there is. Could we not fully agree that we ain't never seen a falling away like this? Okay, in our lifetime, and it is because the church has become weak. The church has are teaching doctrines that remove the power of God from from theology, and so therefore the enemy is not afraid, is not intimidated uh, by the church because the church is powerless. But I'm going to tell you something. Not only is this word in re- world in rebellion, this world is in revival because the same Bible that talks about uh, there's going to be a great falling away is also the same one that tells me Joel chapter 2. And look, look, look you, you can make it say whatever you want to say. You can try to twist anything you want to twist, but the word of God says in the last days. There's only one last days, okay? In the last days. Hebrews chapter 12 says, yet once more, there'll be a shaking. To everything that can be shaken will be shaken until that which cannot be shaken shall remain. Whole lot of shaking going on. We're breaking whole lot of shaking going on. Thank you very much. But what I'm trying to tell you is this. It's a prophesied generation that in the midst of a prophesied falling away, in the midst of witchcraft, in the midst, witchcraft, do you understand at the time of this recording in 2022, it has just come out, uh, and I think the, I think it's out now or it's about to come out. I ain't watched it, but I've seen the previews of it. There's a show that, that uh, you know, the mouse the mouse dude down in South Florida uh, is, is uh, pr- promoting and, and propagating, and it's called The Little Demon. The Little Demon. And listen, it, the, the literal show is uh, Satan – has relations with an, an earthly woman, and she has a baby, and it's a girl, and the girl is the Antichrist. And the girl finds out she's an Antichrist when she's in uh, middle school. And, and she wants to have a normal life, but she's the Antichrist. Do you realize, can you even imagine that the enemy would have felt like he had any kind of empowerment to do that just, just 10 years ago, five years ago? But yet he's not even hiding anymore. Used to you had to see him in you had to see him hiding in uh, veil references on album covers of rock bands or in music videos or in lyrics. Or you have to do when I was a kid, you had to turn the record backwards called backward masking. You know you 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 turn it backwards and you go and then we'd hear something go yep smoke marijuana take clothes off. It was a real thing, y'all. It was a real thing. Backward masking. And we had to work hard to find the voice of the devil. You had to work hard. In fact, you got to work hard to hear the voice of God in this day and age. But you know what I'm thankful for? I'm thankful for that revival. I'm also thankful for these two gentlemen that have that could have kept this a secret. But when God's power comes on you, you can't keep it a secret. Watch what happens. Now, these two guys, I want to I'm show you real quick. I'm not going to take a long time on this. Real quick. One, both of them are very prolifically known. They're very prolific authors. One is named Max Lucado. That name's going to be very familiar with most people here. Written hundreds of books. Another one's name is Francis Chan. Both of these men, one is in their mid-50s. The other is in their mid-60s. In their entire ministry, in their entire life, they have been what is known as cessationists. Cessationists are those that believe in the doctrine that the gifts of, of the Spirit ceased. They are the belief that they died off with the apostles. They, they, that belief system uh, doesn't believe in miracles, doesn't believe in uh, any of the gifts of the Spirit. You know, they always want to thought speaking in tongues. They don't believe in any of the gifts of the Spirit because if you believe in one gift of the Spirit, you've got to believe in all of them. So they don't believe in any of the gifts of the Spirit, no miracles, nothing like that. And uh, 
So these two guys spent their whole life being cessationists. But in the latter part of their lives, as other people are re- uh, retiring or winding down from ministry, they're still hungry for God because they really loved God. And, and all they'd ever been exposed to and all the voices that they ever heard was the voices that reinforced that cessationist point of view. But the first one I want to show you is Max Licato. And I want to give props to, to this great YouTube podcast uh, show. Of course, you all know I talk about Remnant all the time. So it would go without saying that I would do searches on the Internet for Remnant. And I found a show called The Remnant Radio. And I love these guys. I hope to get them on my show one day. If they're watching this, um, I'm giving you props uh, for the interviews that you put up. And they interview all kinds of people. And they talk about a balanced approach to the charismatic gifts. And one of their guests they had on was none other than Max Licato. And he's telling the story. Well, let's let him tell the story. Before you read that book, I mean, what yeah. was your attitude toward the gift of tongues specifically? And did that change? And Well, okay. So I, I, uh, I mentioned that I was uh, a missionary in Brazil. And I can recall in those days, uh, really teaching what I had been taught, Listen. and that is the discontinuation of the gifts, mm-hmm. uh, the, the supernatural gifts. Uh, I, can, I can recall conversations uh, with people explaining that when the apostles died, uh, those particular miraculous gifts were discontinued because those, uh, those gifts came only through the laying on of the apostles' hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, even, but even back then, yeah, the, that that was my training. That's what I'd been taught. But even then, I began thinking, "Wait yep. a second. There's something to this that that doesn't line up." But I can recall thinking, "Well, then what? Why didn't all the gifts discontinue?" I mean, now you hear that? This so he began to think for himself. He began to look at the Word of God and begin to think for himself. Ladies and gentlemen, he began to realize that I need to stop listening to what people say about the Word of God. I need to let the Holy Spirit speak to me about the Word of God. And that's exactly what he did on his journey. I mean, I mean uh-huh. if the miraculous gifts discontinued, why does the gift of hospitality Come on. Uh, continue, you know, uh, or, or leadership or, or teaching? Uh, I began preaching at the age of 33 at Listen. this just delightful church. So the cessationist mindset wow. is, it was, was at the time pretty strong. One, I began distancing myself from the cessationist idea. What? Okay, now listen, that's, you're going, if you're going to want the power of God in your life, you're going to have to separate yourself from voices that are trying to tell you that the power of God is not real. I'm about to tell you something's going to blow your mind. Because I couldn't answer questions about it. So, uh, so Max, and did you come, like, when did you become public in your mm-hmm. affirmation of all the gifts of the Holy Spirit, or have you been a closet charismatic for, like, the last 30 years? <laughs> that's a good, that's a great question. The, the most surprising element to me uh, was at the age of 64. I'm 60, almost 66 now. Uh, and I, I uh, received wow. the gift of praying in tongues. At the age of 64, 64 years old, began preaching at age 33. Wow. Written hundreds of books, read by millions of people at 64 years old. And he goes on to tell that it, it happened in his home, in his pajamas, while he's getting ready to go to bed, saying his prayers like he did every night, and crying out to God, saying, God, if I'm going to finish this race, I need all that you've got. I want everything. 
And without thinking about it, as he's just praying, the power of God overshadows him and he begins to speak in tongues. Wow. Well, then there's Francis Chan, who's a very famous author and preacher who has preached in crusades of the tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands around the world, missionary, uh, very well-known man of God, very well-known teacher of grace and uh, and and discipleship and so forth. And he had a very similar uh, encounter. In fact, he details that this happened during the thing that went around the world uh, and caused everything to shut down, but it also caused people to reflect. Let's listen to Francis Chan in the midst of this witchcraft rebellion that's going on around the world. Look what God is doing. Uh, so, Francis, it sounds like your doctrine on the charismatic gifts changed. Mm. Did your experience of them change also? Did you start getting visions? Did you start speaking in tongues? Did you start having these kinds of things happen? And, and it's interesting because, like, when I spoke at, you know, for Mike Pickle, I even said in front of the whole crowd, I go, look, you guys, I don't speak in tongues. You know, like the AG conference for all the pastors, like, mm-hmm. look, I don't speak in tongues. And so what he's saying is that there's because of he was a prolific author and because he was a tremendously anointed communicator, because you can be anointed, yeah, because you're born again, right? You're born again. The Holy Spirit's inside of you, and the Word of God is anointed. So when, you're, when you have the Holy Spirit inside of you and, and, and then, you know, you are— you know, preaching the word of God that is anointed, then then you're empowered to do something. What? No, listen. He 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 goes to these conferences that, because the doors have been open to him, and he tells them, "Look, I know what all of you do. I want you to know I don't speak in tongues." He goes to Assembly of God Pastors Conference. I don't speak in tongues. According to your theology, I don't have the Holy Spirit in me, and yet you're having me speak to your leadership. Now, I will say that in the last two years. It was during a conversation yeah. with uh, Sam Storms. So you think that this has got to happen in a church service, in a crusade. Sometimes you can just be on the telephone. And as I was speaking with him on the phone about that very issue, I believe I began to speak in tongues. <laughs> While he's on the phone, he begins to speak in tongues. This is not a show about speaking in tongues. This is not a show about, because I'm going to just go and tell you right now. Now, other Pentecostals and charismatic believing people, they may be different. They may say things different. I'm, I'm just, this is my show. I'm going to say what I want to say, okay? Here's the reality. I don't seek speaking in tongues. That's not the most powerful thing in my life. The most powerful thing in my life is that my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, ladies and gentlemen, okay? The Lamb's Book of Life. But I'm also thankful that the power of God is real in my life. See, do you understand that both of these men basically said the same thing? They said they begin to weigh Scripture. They begin to look at Scripture, and they begin to think outside of the voices that were telling them that there's no such thing as as the power of God and miracles and so forth. That the bedrock belief of a sensation a sensationalist is that a cessationalist, I can't even hardly say the word, is that they died off with the apostles. Now, there were 12 apostles. We know Judas hung himself. He was replaced by Matthias. So there's 12 apostles, okay? Now, they all died of a martyr's death. They were all killed for their faith except one man, John. John, they tried to kill him, but they didn't kill him. It is believed that John is the only one of the disciples that died of an old age and natural. 
of old age. So, so if you here, I don't, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm not trying to make you mad at me, won't fight with me, and all that. I, I'm not here to fight. I, I'm I'm just here to try to tell you that there's got to be more. Okay, there's got to be more than what you think there is. Now, watch this. I'm gonna show you something. I want you to picture in your mind John is because he died of natural death. He died of old age. That means he probably got slower and slower and slower. His health started to deteriorate because his body started shutting down. And 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 I just got to believe that there's no way that Jesus was going to have this great theology that his power and his gifts were going to last for three and a half years, and then he was going to transfer them to twelve guys. And uh, then they were going to carry him out, and they were going to establish the church. And then after they died, that was it. There was no more power. There was no more authority because you got the Word of God. You got you know you got uh, letters to read and all these kind of things, and that's all we really need. Well, I, I have a hard time believing that if that was the case. I don't believe that was the case. But if that was the case, Jesus would have made sure that the disciples knew that they would they would have known. Okay, listen, I don't know who which one of you guys is going to be the last one. When you're going to be the last one. And when you're the last one, that's it. There's no more. That's it. So you better you better do as best you can. So he's laying on his deathbed. There are people lined up because they ain't got nobody else. Peter ain't here no more. None of them are here anymore. Okay? The only one's left is John. So John's laying on his back. He's breathing. His, bre- his breathing's getting a little heavy, getting a little slow. And people begin to sense, uh-oh, uh-oh. He ain't got long. So they start running up as quick as they can in line, slapping his hand on him, slapping his hand on a miracle, slapping his hand on a miracle. Here, touch my baby. Here, here, touch my son. Here, touch my daughter. Here's my wife. She's, got sick. She's sick. Touch her. One by one by one by one. And I want you to picture yourself in that line. You're 10 people out. Okay, you 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 see you you can hear his breathing. It's getting it's getting more uh, rough as it goes. It's getting more uh, labored. It's getting more labored, and you you can see he can hardly even pick his hand up. He can hardly even he can hardly even uh, people's picking his hand up for him and setting it up on people. And now you're five people out. Now you're four people out. And you're like, oh, yes, 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 yes. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I need a miracle. I need a miracle. I need a miracle. Then you're one person out, and all of a sudden you hear. And John is gone. And you're standing there. And you grab his hand. You throw, you throw it on top of your head. You grab his hand. You throw it on top, of your, on top of your daughter, on top of your son. Nothing. There's nothing there. Everybody before you got a miracle. Nothing is for you. Not just you, but everybody that's behind you. And not just everybody that's behind you. Everybody that's ever lived on this earth since that death, there's no hope from the miraculous. Oh, bless God, I believe God can do anything he wants to do. He can heal somebody if he wants to heal them, but I just don't believe he's going to use mankind to do that. Wait a minute. Who was he talking to? Was he just talking to the 12? At the end, of before he was about to send to heaven, when he said, you shall lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover? Hmm. Interesting. Interesting when you read about all the other miraculous things that happened throughout the New Testament. Great revivals, great healings and miracles. Do you understand? I don't mean this to be disrespectful. That's just so silly. It's just so silly to think that our magnificent God would plan this whole thing out to come and die on a cross, shed his blood for our sins, 
But wait a minute, doesn't Isaiah prophesy that he would be wounded for our transgressions? Doesn't Peter quote that in the New Testament? Bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace would be upon him, and by his stripes we are healed? New Testament? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we are the light of the world. Jesus said we are the light of the world. Jesus said we are the salt of the earth. That doesn't just mean that we are the light to shine in darkness in sin to get people out of sin and get them saved. That's the number one thing. There's nothing can compare to salvation. Nothing. But watch this. Somebody can be saved and dying of cancer. Somebody can be saved in battling depression. We've got to have the power of God where, where the devil will know that we're coming. Listen, it's one thing to be known in heaven. Every child of God is known in heaven, but not every child of God is known in hell. Only those that are destroying the works of the devil are known in hell. The church has been too weak and too anemic for too long. I don't believe it. I don't believe that it died off with John because here's the reality. A man with an argument, listen to me, is always at the mercy of a man with an experience. Look at me, look at me, look at me, because I'm telling you right now, this man has had an experience. You can argue all you want to. You can twist and quote and pull this one out and pull that out. Every scripture you pull out, I can pull out another one. You know, well, let's just agree to disagree. Okay. All right. Gifts of spirit is not a salvation issue. You don't have to believe in gifts of spirit to go to heaven. Now, some people believe that. A very you know small group of Pentecostals believe that. I don't believe that. Most Pentecostals don't believe that. Most all Pentecostal and Charismatics believe the only way to go to heaven is you're born again. You're saved. You repent of your sins. You're born again. Only one way to get your name written in Lamb's Book of Life is repentance. That's it. So, yeah, yeah, I'm fully aware that when I get to heaven, uh, I mean, to be— Millions of people who didn't believe in the gifts of the Spirit that are in heaven. But I believe some of you that called what I believe to be demonic are going to be surprised to see how many millions of people who do believe in the gifts of the Spirit are going to be in heaven. But I'm not even talking about a heaven issue. I'm not even talking about a heaven issue. Listen, we all we all get to heaven. When we get to heaven, we're all healed. There's, there's no sickness in heaven. I don't need healing in heaven. I don't need blessings in heaven. I don't need favor in heaven. I don't need power in heaven. Everybody gets it. I need it here. Remember what Jesus said. Jesus said, when you pray, pray after this matter. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So if there's healing in heaven, he said, pray for healing here on earth. If there's, if there's peace of mind in heaven, can we pray for peace of mind here on this earth? Doesn't the Bible say, if there's any sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church. Let them anoint them with oil and pray the prayer of faith, and God will raise them up? Well, every elder is not an apostle, okay? But yet they can anoint with oil. Do you realize your argument holds no water? Are we in rebellion or are we in revival? Can I tell you something, ladies and gentlemen? We're in both. Well, yeah, let me back up. The world is in both, but I'm not. I'm part of the remnant. Do you know who you are in God? Are you going to take ownership of this moment? Are you going to do the work while it's day, knowing that there's a night coming when no man can work? Jesus is coming soon, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm telling you what, he ain't coming after some weak, anemic, pathetic church that has no power. Uh Uh-uh. He's coming after a church that believes in the power of God. 
So why don't you declare it over yourself? Why don't you right now say, Jesus, forgive me my sins. Come into my heart and save me. Number one, confess your sins. But then number two, why don't you, if you want to be a part of the revival and not the rebellion, why don't you just say to God, and God, I want everything. If you could do it for Max Licato, if you can do it for Francis Chan, all these people that's being filled with the Holy Ghost all over this world, I know you can do it for me. I, if it's real, I want it. I want everything you have for me because I need it for my children. I need it for my grandchildren. I need it for my family, for my marriage. I need it for my life because if I'm going to be able to be used by God and be a voice and be the hands and feet of God in this moment, I'm going to need the power of God. Ladies and gentlemen, if you hadn't hit the subscribe button, or go ahead and do it. Give me a thumbs up. We would appreciate it. Share this broadcast. Share it with somebody to make them mad. <laughs> How about that? Make somebody mad because you know you, you need to listen to this man because he's going to tell you something. Nah, don't do that. Don't do that. That was bad. I shouldn't have done that. Maybe. See you next time on The Big Picture. Love you. Peace out.